So welcome everybody. Uh, it's uh, Soy Two Studio here today, speaking on the Neutron account. Uh, our marketing guy Tom is usually here to, to help me appear on my own PFP, but not today. Um, like I said before, we've had uh, one change to the lineup, and we're waiting for uh, a couple of people just to, to pop up to the panel. I'm sure they'll do that throughout the show. Uh, but obviously, we uh, we keep on keeping on. Uh, so so yeah, thanks for joining us today. Um, just quickly need to remind people that Neutron is or NTRN is not a registered security in the US and therefore not available in the US or to US citizens. And nothing new here today should be considered financial advice, although we will be talking about financial topics and this is just for educational and entertainment purposes only. Uh, and of course, we're here today to discuss the proposed Neutron Grants program um, that I will shortly link up in the next. Uh, for people to look if, you, if you're not already seen. Uh, the proposal has been up there for a couple of weeks, so hopefully people have uh, had some chance to digest it. Uh, and today we can we can come together and, and talk about it. It's, it's potentially going to be a longer space today. You can see we have quite a, a lot to go through. There's lots of people to meet, quite a big panel. Um, and people will be coming and going, may need to leave. So, um, so just kind of enjoy them while you can. And guys, if you, uh, I know you're all busy. If you do need to drop, just uh, just feel free to drop. You don't need to say goodbye or anything like that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, and, and of course we'll, we'll sort of save any audience questions to the end. Um, basic for, basic format is going to be Lamray is going to introduce the program and the team, and uh, and then yeah, we'll have some sort of questions at the end. So um, as always, we have uh, the wonderful Spade with us uh, as usual. Yes. Actually, the new hey, actually the newly crowned OsmoCon champion in the world. Is that is that right? <laughs> well, pillow fighting champion of the world, I guess, which is, you know, it's, it's hey, a thing. <laughs> not to be sniffed at, you know, it's, uh, it's a win's a win. Potentially, uh, potentially fortunate to avoid his Fyborg, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah, as long as I don't have to fight Bodu, I'll, I'll take the fight, I guess. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but anyway, more importantly, uh, we've got guests to introduce. Um, and I think probably before we actually even get to that, it's kind of important to spell out Neutron's position on this. So, Spade, you uh, you basically said in the forum that, you, that Neutron fully supports the proposal. Is, is that correct? No, that's not correct. Neutron doesn't support anything. Neutron is a chain. It has a small contract governance system. And so it will only support whatever gets voted on by the small contract governance system, which currently functions by giving voting power to token holders. So really, um, what I expressed on the forum is that like I personally, and as Hadron Labs, e.g. the software development team that built a lot of the software of Neutron, um, think the team has done an incredible job, job putting this proposal together. Um, if it is approved by governance, it will be fully independent, e.g. you know all of the members that we have on the space here um, will be basically like running this on their own. Um, 
what we've done is simply we've worked with them to sort of like transfer as much knowledge and so like as much of what we think is the right vision for how this decentralized infrastructure can be used and, and grown into, into something that's meaningful. Um, but but that's really all, all that there is to it, right? Like the, we don't we don't have any ability to speak on behalf of Neutron, although we do operate a Twitter account that is uh, named as, as such, right? But so there are competing proposals. They can all be um, evaluated. And in fact, Brian, if you're here us uh, and you want to do a Twitter space um, for the other grants proposal, we'll be very happy to do so. Perfect. Um, yeah, I think it's important to sort of clarify all that. So sorry for the, uh, the sort of mis misleading question, though. Um, and so, yeah, I think on, on, on with that kind of clarified, um, we'll go over to Lamray. And Lamray is the, the program lead. Uh, so he's going to be a good place to start and uh, introduce us to the program, the plans and, and the team. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, and, and, and thank you, Spade, also. Uh, just a second. Can you guys hear me OK? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Super. Okay, that's great. So uh, thank you everyone for joining the uh, kind of spaces. And I, I assume by now kind of at least a lot of people in the call are at least that somewhat familiar with uh, the plan for this Neutron Grants pr program as proposed. There's been a lot of interesting conversations in the forums of the last week and we've tweaked some things in response to feedback. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I can use the next uh, hour or so to go over various details of the of the program. Uh, uh, introduce the team, which I'll do first, and then at the end, answer answer any questions. So uh, first I'll introduce myself, and then I can pass it over to Effa and Amir, who are the two other speakers, Connection Space, to introduce themselves. And then if Dan can't speak himself because of a glitch, I can introduce him and, and David Park as well. Uh, and, and then also touch on kind of Gabe Shapiro, who's kind of been providing some legal legal advice. So uh, Effa and then Amir, feel free to jump in after. But yeah, as in kind of, like if this proposal were to part, be passed, I'd be the grants lead of the Neutron Grants Program, which will obviously go to, into a bit of detail in a bit. Um, I've been working in crypto for the last six years, always within a research or investment capacity. Uh, last spent my last two years working for a crypto trading firm called Manai, where kind of I led that research and research there. And prior to that, I led research at Twenty One Shares, which is a crypto European asset manager. I have a decent amount of grants experience. Previously, I was on the grants. Uh, Committee for Perpetual Protocol, which is one of the early uh, derivative dexes on uh, on on Ethereum, and I've been involved in a few other initiatives. And uh, especially over the last two years or so, I've been especially keen on uh, the Cosmos community and different chains within Cosmos, whether that be the Cosmos Hub or Celestia, and kind of Neutron, obviously as well. And that's how I kind of uh, was introduced to uh, Neutron, and also kind of ended up uh, kind of working on this Neutron Grants program. So that that goes into my background. Fortunately, the rest of the people on the committee are also extremely talented. As, as we see, we have a lot of people that have extensive experience within Cosmos and have different angles and different things that we to bring to the grants program to help evaluate different grants and then ideally add a lot of value to the Neutron uh, Neutron ecosystem by the work we do. So I'll pass on to Effort, who can give a quick background and then Amir after him. Uh, yep. Yeah, thanks, Honor. I appreciate the introduction. Um, yeah, so name's David. Go by Effort Capital uh, on Twitter. Um, currently a research analyst at BlockWorks Research, uh, where I pr predominantly focus on the Cosmos ecosystem, uh, but really spend a lot of my time just analyzing DeFi protocols in general. I uh, just have, a, I guess, an affection for um, 
for the Cosmos ecosystem in particular. Uh, prior to working at Blockworks, uh, I did work for a crypto VC and liquid token fund as their lead uh, crypto analyst. Um, overall, I've been in crypto for six years, uh, professionally though for approximately three. Um, and prior to this, I uh, worked in the energy space, uh, leading large scale uh, teams, just focusing predominantly on like construction and execution strategy and overall go to market for large scale programs, managing hundreds of millions of dollars worth of work, um, but left that place uh, just because I saw the future uh, it was on chain uh, infrastructure and, and really wanted to take a deep dive here. Uh, but really, really happy to be a part of this uh, potential organization and looking forward to seeing what's to come. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Amir here. Um, so actually, before this, I was also working in, uh, you know, the traditional space, let's say. Uh, I've been in investment banking prior to this, and I've also worked on multiple startups. Currently, I am in uh, Longhash X, which is Longhash Ventures Accelerator Arm. Uh, and in this um, team, I've been a part of many of our accelerators that we've run, and I've also been the program lead for a couple of them in the past. And as part of um, growing Neutron and also uh, the AEZ as a whole, we're very happy to to share that we're currently recruiting uh, for the world's first AEZ accelerator alongside Neutron and AEDAO. Uh, and I will also be the program lead for this cohort. Uh, and, you know, as, as part of the role, have also helped reviewing a ton of projects in the past. So pretty stoked to be in this position and very excited to work with the, the rest of the team. Good stuff. And um, I think we do actually now have Dan. Uh, Dan, can you hear us? Yeah. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, sir. Um, awesome. So we're just doing the rounds and getting a bit of a um, bit of background about, about the uh, the reviewers and Lamray. So if you could just give us a little bit of a, a bit of your background, that would be great, please. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> hey, guys. Uh, I'm Dan Lynch, founder of Cosmology. Uh, we're building uh, you know, what I like to call the Adobe for Web3. Uh, we have a suite of products, about eight different products that are widely used um, across the cosmos. Everything from, you know, uh, low-level encoding of transactions, wallet connectors, um, UI kits, and all sorts of things that, um, you know, powering a large uh, percentage of uh, transaction volume. Um, <clears throat> we're really focused on, you know, developer tooling and improving the developer experience to help folks, you know, execute their ideas. Uh, really excited to you know be here and kind of you know help do some you know technical diligence and reviewing of projects. Cool. So that is one project lead and three reviewers down. Uh, one of the reviewers isn't here. Uh, David Park from Cosmos Station. Uh, Lamry, do you want do you want to give a, like a little spiel about David? Maybe. Yeah. So uh, as in kind of. Sorry, just give me a second to get my bearings. Uh, yeah, as in. David Park uh, is 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 the founder member of the of the, of, of the committee and 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 as you said he's the co-founder of Cosmos Station which kind of everyone here is I assume is very familiar with uh, and kind of yeah as in I I think the general approach is that across the four committee members we have we have we kind of touch a lot of different bases of what is required to kind of you know ultimately review grants to a high degree, whether that be the technical aspects of grants, kind of the kind of like 
like business case for grants, et cetera, et cetera. And then we also have a lot of people that have extensive experience within Cosmos specifically, uh, as well as people that have extensive experience looking at grants or looking at investments, which mean that I think we're pretty well placed to cover this. In addition, and kind of he's not able to attend now, uh, Gabe Shapiro has also been helping us uh, with some of the legal uh, framework and legal stuff that's been going into this grant program, just because we both want to make sure that the grant program, uh, the on-chain component of the grants program can be uh, designed in the best way to kind of hold us accountable and uh, auditable by the wider uh, main down and the wider community, whilst at the same time ensuring that it exists in a legal framework, which allows us all to do our jobs best and kind of add as much value to Neutron. So uh, Gabe may come on a bit later to explain some of the legal aspects uh, of, of how we're thinking about the grants program. Uh, in his absence, I'll try to give a quick overview, but obviously don't have the uh, frameworks to describe things as well as someone who actually studied law. But without further ado, I'll kind of touch on kind of, uh, sorry, does someone want to say something else? No, no, I, I was just going to ask you, um, like, do you want to, we, we were going to sort of touch on the legal stuff first, but if you like, maybe we can kind of put that back to the end and we we kind of wait for, for Gabe to show up and comment and we can maybe just focus on, focus on the process as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, as in, that would be a much better thing. So, so we'll leave any kind of legal stuff and the, and the kind of the program structure to the end and hopefully Gabe shows up. But yeah, as in just to kind of give a overview and then we can get into, uh, I'll give an overview. We'll get into the purpose of the grant style. We'll then talk about a grants program. We'll then talk about the areas of focus before then uh, touching on kind of the RFPs and some of the other kind of like more de detailed areas of focus. So uh, as all of you guys know, uh, the Neutron Grants Program aims to provide grants uh, for neutron related initiatives applications, technical research and development, uh, which we judge to be beneficial to the Neutron ecosystem. Uh, the entity will be structured as a Borg, uh, which is, uh, as, as Gabe will describe a bit later, a legal structure which kind of like will exist as the Caymans Island Foundation, uh, which also has an on-chain uh, kind of accountability component where, as we'll describe a bit later, uh, the Neutron Pro Grants Program is designed such that the main DAO can always hold us accountable for the grants we give out. And this is done by a, a three-day uh, veto period where if the grants committee decides we like a grant and want to fund a grant after we've gone through our extensive process, which I'll describe, the main DAO can still veto any of those decisions uh, for a three-day period, which is quite unique. And I'm pretty sure this is the only example of such a veto system existing for grant program, uh, but kind of goes into some of the cool, unique, and uh, uh, cool accountability mechanisms were built into this. Uh, so as part of the program proposal, we're proposing the grant program be funded with initially 20 million Neutron tokens, which equals 3.7% of the Neutron tokens currently uh, governed by the Neutron DAO and 2% of the Neutron's uh, NGRL, a Neutron DAO's uh, or kind of the Neutron's network's fully diluted supply. Uh, this is a reduction from the initial 40 million asked based on some uh, feedback we've had from the community members. And the idea here is to start with a smaller amount and then once a year, again, as in the, the aim is to have uh, quarterly reviews and then biannual uh, kind of like larger reviews. And the goal is after two, uh, after a year to then re uh, work on deciding exactly what the ideal future allocation for any future enter and uh, to the uh, to the grants program makes sense. Uh, and as mentioned before, the grants program will initially consist of a grants lead, who is me, who essentially, this will be my full-time job and I'll be spending uh, most of my week on this, as well as four committee members slash reviewers who will be paid for work up to 10 hours a week 
uh, but obviously we'll be more part time and everyone else will have their own uh, will have their own obligations. And these individuals, so me and, and the rest of the grants team, will be focused on uh, running the operation of the grants program, which will involve reviewing grant pro uh, proposals, deciding how much to allocate to various grants, and providing regular updates in the form of uh, regular comms via Twitter account and via website. Uh, more structured updates, which go into for example, all the various me relevant metrics as we detail in the proposal and wider communication to the Neutron uh, community and Neutron DAO to kind of, hold, uh, kind of hold us accountable for our decisions to make. And the general framework for the Neutron Grants Program is that, so we want to be in a position where we can really measure the value we add to Neutron and then also make sure we hold ourselves accountable to the Neutron main DAO at all, at all various points. And this would go across the various, uh, the, the various prongs of uh, grants we we kind of are aiming to fund, and and then to move on. So the grants program will provide initial funding from as little as one thousand dollars to as much as five hundred thousand dollars to prospective grantees, which can in certain cases be paid in either Neutron or USDC, and part of that uh, is contingent on some legal questions. Uh, and the grants will be structured in a variety of sort of ways. So, for example, in any case, and this gets back to the accountability front, in in, in most cases, except for extremely small grants. Uh, these will always be kind of milestone based. So, for example, if an application applies for a grant to us, it's very unlikely we're ever going to fund them uh, straight up for the full amount they've asked for. But rather after kind of a long period of reviewing process with the grant, prospective grantees, and even in the case where we approve a grant, there will be kind of uh, a milestone based structure where one of the members of the committee will be in a ongoing communication with the with the kind of accepted grantee. And then we will decide on paying out certain large amounts or, or certain parts of the funding based on them hidden certain milestones. So, for example, designing the MVP, then deploying to testnet, then deploying to mainnet. Those could be an example of three obvious milestones, which help hold uh, which help hold the grantee a bit more accountable than what's seen on some other programs. So, moving on quickly, and obviously any questions that anyone has, we can kind of answer them at the end. Uh, so, the areas of focus will be sixfold essentially so developer tooling and experience so proposed grants that help improve the process of development applications on neutrons such as documentation rpc and relay infrastructure analytics hackathons and infrastructure around test nets and mainnet deployment a protocol deploy uh, development so efforts to introduce improvements to the neutron blockchain itself so for example uh, are there ways to uh handle MEV auctions or block space auctions differently and kind of both the research component of that and then also the actual protocol development part of that. And then, sec uh, then thirdly, user-facing infrastructure. So efforts to improve how users interact with Neutron directly. So this can be, for example, MEV mitigation integrations into wallets, hardware wallet support, uh, faucets, et cetera, et cetera. And then user-facing applications, so funding, uh, especially in the earlier stage, and especially for users that aren't necessarily sure they want to go down the VC funding route, thinking about funding grants specifically uh, for applications that users will use on Neutron. And then, then fifthly, uh, joint funding. So this is a kind of a slightly different category, but we will also look at opportunities to uh, work with other kind of organizations like the AA DAO, AODAO or kind of binary builders to work on collaborations across the whole Cosmos ecosystem, especially given such an intrinsic part of Neutron is to uh, facilitate cross-chain use cases and cross-chain applications. And I guess that gets to the whole point of, you know, one of the key tenets of the Cosmos in general, right? Like we're not trying to build silo chains, but instead uh, also try to promote uh, 
applications and kind of initiatives within Neutron, which help connect Neutron to other chains. And that's part of the whole, uh, at least how, how we see it, uh, Neutron's kind of like core use case, Neutron's core vision. And then finally, research and education, uh, which involve content about educating users and pushing the, uh, the boundary of, of Neutron-associated kind of initiatives, research and protocol development. So this, so this could be so this could be proposals that work in MEB, uh, suggest research to help move uh, move the neutron blockchain forward and kind of just any cutting edge academic research, especially, which will is the main focus of the throng, uh, which will kind of help push neutron and add value to neutron uh, in the long term. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that any of the committee members want to add before I can move on to uh, the, the next sec section and talk a bit more about RFPs. No, I, I think, Lonry, I think you hit like, night, like all of it on the head. I think really what it boils down to is our mission is to develop a pipeline of dev talent and other talent to make Neutron, the, the Cosmosm, and, and ideally the rest of the Cosmos ecosystem's home base for smart contract development. Um, and that, that's really what our mission is. Yeah. So just, just in case anybody else is um, thinking of any questions, so just just to sort of recap there, because there's kind of a lot, lot, lot we've gone, gone through. So basically, it's a grants program. You're requesting 20 million neutron to be reviewed after a year. There's one lead, four reviewers. You'll have quarterly and annual reviews. Minimum 1,000, maximum 500k um, grants with milestones uh, across six sort of major areas. That's that's basically. The nutshell, I think, isn't it? Exactly. That's a much more concise way of saying what I've spent the last like fifteen minutes. Talking about, <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> no, I'm all about the shortcuts, you know. Give, give it, give it to me. Uh, give it to me in bite. Um, but no, I, you know, we we can obviously, and you guys sort of have like the sort of expertise where you can kind of talk about this stuff all day. Uh, and then we've kind of got to pitch it to to, to all ends of the of the spectrum. So I think it does sort of kind of help to kind of clarify just like that. But um. But yeah, glad I managed to uh, at least anyway get my head around it. Um, so yeah, cheers for that. One one question before we move on, just like about the like the grant structure as well is, um, would you guys consider retroactive retro like retroactive funding um, at all? Is that part of the mandate of the grant style as proposed in, in in the proposal or not? And if so, like what is the so like what is the trade off around this mechanism, right? Like why 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 is it being considered if it is? Yeah, thanks for that question, Spade. Yeah, as in, to an extent, kind of, we will consider retroactive grants, right? As in, in, in the case where it makes sense. Like, obviously, the con like retroactive grants isn't like a subsector in the same way that user facing applications or infrastructure are. And a retroactive grant could fit into any of those categories. But kind of, at, at least at least my perspective is that, for example, there's there's a lot of uh, public goods or, or useful work that's been done within Neutron and the Cosmos already, which, for example, could have the misfortune of just missing out on receiving a grant because uh, the Neutron uh, grants program, for example, doesn't launch until August or or kind of uh, s s September. So, kind of on a, on a case by case basis, especially in examples where, for example, it's quite clear what the like as in kind of I think the the perspective like with the grants program in general is that we're trying not to give free handouts or handouts that don't tangibly add value to kind of neutral in general. Uh, but there, I'm sure there have already been cases where, for example, there are things that do add value to neutron or will add value to neutron, uh, which, for example, cannot like 
uh, don't necessarily fit into uh, or, or have already been built. And if, and if people can grantees can show work that's already been built and already fits all the prongs of uh, kind of what we'll have in our application form, then retroactive grants can also make sense. And it also, is, it, it, I, I, I think it is nice to consider users that even without the developers or people within the ecosystem, that even without any incentive or receiving grant have already started work on things. Uh, that's kind of like a big, uh, you know, green flag in terms of kind of like, what kind of people they are and kind of what kind of long-term value that add to Neutron. So I think it's definitely important to consider that within our grant, uh, uh, in, in, in within our grant program as a whole. And that, yeah, insofar as they just carry, go through the application process, they can be considered even if the work's already been done. Yeah, I think you, you hit it on the nail as well. Um, what, like what I like about that model and, and it's been pretty extensively used in Ethereum and, and, and OP is that like, what you're doing instead of like funding future work and not knowing about the results, like what you're doing is like first analyzing the quality of someone's work. And you're also setting the right incentives for, you know, future generations of builders basically whereby there is some, some sort of an implicit understanding that if you move the needle, even if you didn't get funded um, directly, you may still get like um, upside from, 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 from your work basically. So I agree on this. But sorry for derailing the conversation. I guess that's uh, well, it's for sure. No worries. It was uh, actually perfect derailing because you've uh, you've derailed it so that uh, Gabriel's uh, managed to get in, get into the space. Uh, Gabriel, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Perfect. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Um, so we yes. Sorry, sorry, I was late. I had uh, people kept calling me, and then I didn't see the notification. And anyway, my bad. No, 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 no problem at all. I think it's actually a miracle we managed to get eight people in the into one space at a particular time. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, awesome to have you here. Uh, I think Lanray was um, was going to talk a little bit about the structure legally and um, talk about this this Borg uh, structure. So Lanray, you want to maybe. Um, yeah, so I, I think thanks, Gabe, for coming at kind of the opportune time because, like, I, I, at least in the agenda, the next thing I wanted to touch on a bit was kind of, uh, for example, the grants program structure, which we've talked about uh, to an extent, but kind of there's obviously uh, the kind of legal and board components. So I'll touch a bit about the grants program structure as we kind of talk about in the proposal, especially uh, the uh, yeah, like all kind of some elements of it, and then kind of Gabe can take over to talk about the kind of uh, Borg side of things. So yeah, I, I, as in kind of within a given year, and I've talked about a lot about the uh, grants program. Uh, the grants program will be able to distribute funds as it sees fit, but not more than fifty-four percent of its total uh, neutron holdings in a given year, without additional approval from kind of. Uh, governance in in general. Uh, I've, I've already touched on the fact that kind of the grants lead will lead evaluation, interview, and memo writing, but on prospective grantees, and then submit an on-chain proposal to approve a given grant. Uh, the four part-time grant reviewers will assist the grants lead in the reviewing process, and ultimately the committee must then reach a consensus on funding a prospective grantee. At which point, an on-chain vote will be uh, placed on chain. Uh, and as I mentioned before, there'll be a three-day period by which uh, the main DAO, uh, kind of the neutron DAO in general, can veto any kind of proposals. And the idea here is at, at the same time when we publish an on-chain proposal, there'll be a, a, a kind of a short memo or a little bit of overview of each grantee. Uh, we kind of like 
in favor of to help give the main DAO a bit of context as to why we want to fund a certain application. Because obviously, for example, if we submit a grant and there's no information at all about it, I think the main DAO may be, it may behoove the main DAO to just reject it because there's no information there. So what will accompany each, what we will aim to accompany each uh, funding proposal from our side will be a good overview of exactly what the grant is, what our case for the grant is, and kind of why we kind of justify, why we can justify the kind of amount of grant spend we're, we're kind of thinking about. And this kind of is designed in a way to, for example, obviously it's important for the grants program to be to fund things, which we as a team can come to a consensus on, but that makes sense. But the idea is also to always hold ourselves accountable to, uh, uh, to the main DAO, who ultimately the funds ultimately do come from the kind of neutral DAO as a whole, and and in the same and, and in the same vein, we can and I detail this a bit more deep, uh, kind of closely in the main proposal. We have various rules around dis, uh, appropriate disclosure, recusal in the case of conflicts of interest, self dealing, and kind of ethical trading, which will help uphold uh, the kind of standards are required to kind of run the grants program which we hope will be extremely successful within news on the cosmos uh, generally whilst at the same time kind of holding up ethical standards and I'll, I'll i'll kind of touch on this a bit later when we talk talk about for example funding and budget and kind of like compensation side of things uh, but the neutral main DAO will always have the ability to for example uh via kind of like a process which Gabriel will be able to touch on, uh, kind of essentially eventually wind down the grants program. And at the same time, uh, there will also be a vesting structure when it comes to compensation, where all the reviewers and the grants lead receive a certain amount of the compensation up front, 70%, and then uh, kind of on, a, on a monthly basis as, as a normal monthly compensation. And 30% is then uh, vested and kind of slashable in cases which uh, the, the grants program does not uphold the standards we kind of are aiming for, or if the main DAO doesn't uh, consider our work to have been uh, kind of at their kind of meeting the minimal standard. So kind of at at that point, kind of as I mentioned before, we're structuring the neutron grants program as a Borg. Uh, Gabe is the guy that came up with the idea of Borgs and has been very involved in helping with the legal structure behind the grants program. So Gabe, it would be maybe helpful if you could maybe touch on a bit about what the concept of Borgs are, and then also the legal structure for uh, the neutral grants program in general. Yeah, sure. So uh, the idea behind Borgs is that they are um, uh, li like the Borgs in Star Trek. They are cybernetic, right? So in this case, it's part entity, uh, part legal uh, uh, person, and part uh, smart contract, right? So it's cybernetic. It's a Borg. Um, and the the reason for this is kind of twofold. One is to improve the quality of governance in DAOs, uh, and and improve the quality of implementing uh, proposals that DAOs have approved. So um, in a lot of proposals in DAOs, you might see that there are kind of like, uh, there's a smart contract element, but there are often um, kind of like loose uh, social rules or social assurances that are given. And, and generally these just appear in the, uh, in the forum proposal and like nothing ever happens with them beyond that. Um, like an example of that uh, would be, let's just say the, you know, let's just say we weren't doing a Borg here um, and, and we're asking for this grants multi-sig to be established. And, you know, we might say in the proposal, oh, uh, for the, for the operational neutron, the operational fund, which is some, you know, sort of neutron that the, the, the team can just 
shouldn't just spend to you know pay for lawyers or whatever it needs. Um, whenever we try to sell the neutron for that, we'll uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll try to minimize the market impact of that. We'll we'll try to sell OTC or, or in some other safe way, right? That that could be said in in the forum proposal, and that often is the type of thing that would be said um, because people raise concerns like they did in this case, and and then a social rule is stated, right? But in the typical case, uh, that that social rule actually is never embedded anywhere, and and no one has the right to enforce it. Um, it's not on chain. Chain doesn't know you know that you have such a rule and that you might be violating it, etc. So by having this entity and by having and publishing the rules for the entity, the bylaws, uh, and um, uh, you can you can embed a rule in the entity documents. You can actually say, oh, uh, the the directors of the entity are required to try to minimize adverse uh, you know market effects from selling neutron, right? And then if they if they don't follow that rule, then there there can be consequences, right? Um, uh, so that that's that's one kind of aspect of this, which is just improving governance, consistency, performance, honoring the terms of the proposal. The other side of it is more legal, right, uh, and and regulatory, right, which is that um, there you you want number one when you put a bunch of people together and they're managing some funds for some express purpose uh, that that often can uh, or can be accused of carrying various legal obligations, right? In the case of a grants entity, I don't think the legal obligations are particularly heavy, right? Because it's just sort of, um, you know, arguably some type of not-for-profit unincorporated association or something, um, you know, but but nonetheless, uh, there, there can be obligations. And if something goes wrong, then, you know, uh, well, it, you, you want rules for how the individuals involved in that are and are not liable if something goes wrong. Right. Um, uh, in other words, you want, you know, what is, you know, typically referred to as limited liability. Right. And so by having an entity, right, you can have kind of the default rule be that the individuals are, are, are generally not liable for sort of minor issues um, or, or, you know, uh, uh, yeah random, you know, random things that people might complain about. Uh, but if they do something really, really bad, right, uh, then they like commit fraud or misappropriate funds, you know, then they can still be liable, right? So there's this limited liability protection that you get. Um, you get the rules, right? Um, and uh, it, it just kind of works uh, much better that way. Um, and you can also, what you can also do with the Borg is you can, um, you, you can clearly show that this sort of tax advantaged entity, it it owns the funds. It's managed by certain people, uh, not by the full DAO, right? Um, which would carry a lot of tax problems. Um, but at the same time, you can put in the rules of the entity uh, uh, that um, the DAO has has some some powers. There are some checks and balances. So an example of that here would be like that the the assets of the uh, grants committee have to be put in a smart contract where um, you know only a little over half of them, half of the grants money, can be spent per year, uh, and also that each individual grant um, that is approved by the entity is subject to uh, a time lock, and, and the DAO can, can veto that. Right, and also that the neutron uh, that the uh, that the contributors are getting for their their work, so to speak, uh, that 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 can also be directly rugged by the DAO. Right, so it's a mix of legal mechanisms and smart contract mechanisms, and the overall effect is that um, you have a fairly clean regulatory story to tell, a fairly clean limited liability story and tax story to tell, uh, but you you still create some accountability and transparency uh, for the DAO. Okay. Um, that's uh, a lot to sort of take in there. I mean, like, 
I don't I don't sort of have the expertise to sort of ask particularly in-depth questions about how this this board works but sort of in your professional opinion is this the best way to structure a grants committee for neutron uh, yeah, I definitely think so, right? Because you, you, you know, you, you can't really, um, this thing of like having quote unquote DAOs that directly enter into contracts with people or give people money. Um, it, 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 and it's like the DAO is comprised of like potentially thousands of people and you don't know who they are and there, there's no way of coordinating them off chain. Uh, th that's a legal nightmare, including just because like if you give money to someone, depending on the jurisdiction, you have to like file a tax form about that. Okay, so like if the DAO is doing that, who who's responsible? It's like the DAO's, the entire DAO's responsibility to file that tax form. It, it just doesn't really work, right? Um, whereas if you if you have an entity right it, it can comply with those obligations and it's a smaller group you know and, and it's a legal person and and so um uh so you get all the benefits of that right and, and, but you still get uh this this transparency and, and accountability uh, uh to the dow you know through these smart contract mechanisms and the relevant rules that are embedded in the bylaws of the entity yeah i think the the way i think about borgs in general and why i think they make sense for for the grants program here is you're essentially creating like two sets, two layers of rules that regulate the activity, right? One on the on-chain like layer that is like enforced by code, and then on the legal side as well, which is enforced by like you know the court and um, judges and, and and such, right? And the point of doing that is that you're actually on both layers, providing protection for the contributors, right? The people who will actually spend their time, you know, making this thing actually work. Uh, and especially for grants, like a lot of that work is actually not something that you can put on chain because it's like, it, well, yeah, it's off chain by nature, it's discussion and, and such, right? Um, and so it, it provides a good deal of protection for the contributors, which is super important, right? Like ideally, like sure, in the state of the industry, there are people that are willing to uh, risk going to jail for for doing good things in in crypto, but um, that that shouldn't be sort of like the the standard, right? That that we're setting. Ideally, we should we should be providing people the protections that they deserve for the work that they do, as long as they do their job properly. And then it also provides like a a mechanism to like punish wrongdoings and fraud and and all of these things, right? Um, in in a way that is like a lot more granular than just on chain mechanisms, because to to an extent. Um, you know, unless you fork the chain and, and that that contributor basically had all of their network net worth on the chain, there, there's only so much you can do, right? Like in, in the case of, of Neutron's proposed grants program, you know, like the, the committee members are basically saying, hey, we'll accept that, you know, 30% of what, what we're paid for that work um, is going to be vested. We're not going to be accessing it directly. And the DAO will retain the ability to basically destroy these funds as a way to punish us, right? But but that's it. Once the DAO has done this, um, you know, it hasn't resolved the damages that it might have incurred. It, sure, it has punished the members, but, you know, then what, basically? And so the, the legal layer basically comes in and, and, and allows you to have, like, more drastic sort of, like, mechanisms for, for obtaining reparations if required, if, like, some fraud was committed, which is... You know, obviously not not the objective, and I, I I think it's super unlikely. But but we're not. You know, the industry is built on the principle of like don't just trust, but but verify. And in that context, like while I agree that it's, um, you know, it's an off-chain mechanism, but it's still a mechanism for ensuring that the DAO is protected, that things are running smoothly, that um, people are protected as well. 
and accountable and, and everything essentially, right? So it's kind of like leveraging the entire toolkit to design a program that hopefully runs um, as, as ideally as possible and as effectively as possible. Exactly. Yeah. And thank you for that, uh, Spade. And thank, and thank you for kind of, thank you to Gabe also for explaining kind of a, a lot of the legal complexities. And yeah, obviously, guys, we can know that maybe it's less on the bulk stuff. There's a lot to take in. So uh, like all the information we talk about now is also available uh, on on the forum, uh, and kind of when we get to the next stage about incorporating the Borg, the, the necessary documents will also be posted pu- like public to the extent it can be, uh, which will uh, kind of hopefully allow you guys to kind of digest the materials. And 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 maybe this is maybe the way we're structuring the grants program is definitely more involved than I think some historic in- grants programs. But we think this is the best way to kind of marry both accountability kind of legal compliance and also just effectiveness also uh if we kind of were doing this in a bit more of a half-assed way i think it'll be a lot harder for us to kind of you know execute uh, our vision of kind of really building a neutral ecosystem and, and i think this approach hopefully should be the standard for a lot of DAOs uh, going forward as opposed to what the standard historically has been which has been a lot more centralized a lot less accountable and ultimately a lot less effective so yeah, as in the next parts and kind of the next few sections I want to touch on before we get to questions are uh, a bit more details about how the grant process actually works, especially if there are prospective grantees in this call. Uh, I'll touch a bit more about uh, the budget, funding and compensation for everyone involved in the, in the committee. Uh, then we'll touch on KPIs and transparency, and then I'll finish with a bit of details about timeline. So, OK, what are the next steps? following this call for the grants program and, and what would it take if we were to uh, be voted in, uh, what would the next steps uh, over the coming months and the coming year be? So uh, again, this is detailed in the grants process section in the on the forum, but essentially we have a kind of a, a few different steps involved in uh, a pl- for user applying for grants. So firstly, there'll be an application form they can uh, fill out, uh, which will be a 15 to 20 application form question, quite similar to uh, some other grants program application forms that you may have seen. Uh, and the next stage after that would be an initial evaluation where the lead and at least one reviewer would conduct initial evaluation of the information that the grantee has proposed and then be able to prioritize the most promising applications and to quickly reject any spam or low effort applications to help make this effective as possible. Uh, we will then follow on to do initial interviews with uh, with each of the prospective grantees, which will allow us to work out exactly what the vision for the grant is and then also be a good time to kind of understand, okay, what is the possibility of this grantee actually being able to execute on their vision and how dedicated they are to Neutron? Because one thing especially that's important for us is to ensure that grants that build on Neutron also stay on Neutron going forward. Because at least in my experience in doing grants historically and, and talking to uh, some other people within the industry, a common thing is also for a grant to, you know, a, a program to opportunistically apply to a lot of different grants in the space, they get money from these various projects, uh, these various grant programs. They release ex- they release exactly what they're promised to release, but then quickly move on to the next ecosystem. So the long term value to any given ecosystem is quite small, uh, even though they've hit the milestone. So it's really about finding ways to align uh, kind of the long term objectives and values of each grantee to the extent we can. Obviously, it's different for a one thousand dollar grant compared to you know a hundred thousand grant because the ambition also impacts the kind of long termism. Uh, but yeah, as in, and I think the interview process will be a key part of that. Uh, then we have a, we will have a kind of 
both a scorecard and evaluation memo, which will make public, which will be a systematic way of reviewing these different grants and also find ways to kind of remove any bias that any of the committee members will have. And this will be carried out by both the lead and one reviewer who are involved in the particular process for the grant. And then on a regular basis, the whole committee will come together and review all the information that's been ready, being collated by the lead and the reviewer to help to come to some kind of off-chain consensus about what the next step should be. So the next steps generally being, oh, should we do a second interview? Should we reject this given grant? Or should we, uh, or, or are we generally in favor of this grant and we should move to the on-chain vote proposal? With the goal of generally being that when a grant gets the on-chain vote proposal, there's at least some de degree of consensus within the committee about where we tend to vote because this just for example just saves a lot of time for everyone we don't kind of really want to waste too much time uh, submitting the on-chain votes which there isn't a general consensus of uh, and then obviously once we get to the on-chain vote proposal stage uh, once the on-chain vote has been submitted uh, there'll be a three-day period by which the main DAO can veto any of those votes and the on-chain vote period will be accompanied by a more kind of a, a kind of a, a, a short memo which would give the the wider community a bit more information on exactly how the grant works. And kind of alongside the on-chain vote, this will also depend on kind of what milestone structure we tend to go with. So for example, for most grants, as I've said before, we tend we we tend to not we won't tend to just give any grantee all their money up front, but instead break it down in several different milestones based off the project lifeline for the given project. Uh, yeah. And that kind of is a general overview of the grants process. We have a kind of a quite informative diagram on the forum, which kind of gives a bit more details about these things. And the, the idea is like, as in with everything in the grants program, except for the kind of fixed legal and on-chain aspects, the process will hopefully be iterated and improved on upon, upon time. Like for example, the, the, the effectiveness and the efficiency of the grants process in the first two months would be kind of significantly improved six months on and the aim is to always find ways to do this as effective and efficiently as possible so we can review as many grants as quickly as possible communicate with grantees as quickly as possible and then also hold ourselves as accountable to the main doubt as quickly as possible uh, and so then to move on to kind of compensation payment structure for uh, the grant 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 committee and then also touching on kind of funding so uh, we're proposing to pay grant committee members at a rate of a thousand uh, of a hundred pounds per hour for up to ten hours per week, and the grants lead at a fixed amount of three thousand three hundred per week. Uh, with the caveat, for example, that uh, a, a spade is it possible you can mute if possible. Uh, with, with the caveat that uh, each grant committee member has a kind of a max time level time level of ten hours per week, and each, everyone in the team will kind of submit weekly timesheets in in order to kind of like. Uh, meter uh, that pay based on how much work they actually do in that week. And, and as, as mentioned before, 70% uh, of that compensation is paid upfront in USD equivalents, and 30% is ideally paid in Neutron in a one-year linear vesting contract with a six-month cliff. Uh, so this will kind of act as another further accountability mechanism where, for example, if the committee members are not doing a good job or or have done things badly or or wrong, the main DAO will be able to uh, will be able to slash that thirty percent vested component uh, before they before kind of uh, committee members receive it. Uh, just a caveat: there may be certain cases for the thirty percent vested portion where that may also have to be paid in U.S. dollar equivalents, a uh, contingent on legal considerations. But in either case, that thirty percent will always be vested uh, over the year. 
uh, and subject to a cliff as well, which holds which holds people accountable. Uh, I've previously touched on the time limit and the and, and the slashing. Uh, there's also the component of a bonus, which is totally a contingent on a kind of a vote uh, of of the main DAO. Wherefore, if the main DAO were the judges to be kind of uh, have 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 committed or or to have uh, outstanding performance, there would be uh, suggested the twenty five percent a twenty five percent bonus after six months of annual comp in NGR tokens, uh, which would be deposited in the vesting contract over three months. Uh, for good performance, that could be 12.5% annual comp deposit in the vesting contract. And a possible or poor performance, obviously we'd have no uh, bonus, uh, with the poor performance uh, perhaps sending the signal to the DAO that there may be a reason to slash unvested rewards. But one thing to caveat on the bonus component especially is this is totally... Uh, dependent on the main DAO. This is not kind of assumed uh, by any stretch of imagination and requires an, uh, an additional vote from the main DAO. So uh, kind of this, I, I, I would definitely consider it quite separate from uh, kind of all the funding or compensation considerations because uh, in, uh, it, it is totally contingent on what the main DAO would vote. Uh, and, and obviously the committee members would abstain from any voting on any bonus proposals or any proposals that are uh, to do with uh, their bonus or compensation in general. Uh, to next touch on funding and budget. So uh, this is obviously much easier to describe if one is looking at the foreign post, but as we mentioned before, we're initially allocating or asking to allocate 20 million Neutron, which is 3.7% of Neutron DAO's overall allocation to the grant program. Uh, we will convert a certain amount of this into US dollars, uh, kind of ideally in OTC or private markets. Uh, with the goal of using this to obviously pay for compensation, pay for legal expenses, and pay for operational expenses, uh, kind of those like as in kind of it, it, it's a bit hard to kind of like break all, every single legal uh, kind of operational uh, category down just on the score here, especially because the video visual aid helps. Uh, but the kind of like annual budget kind of in U.S. dollar terms uh, for the operational. Uh, expenses will be around 750,000 uh, kind of US dollars with 250,000 of that US dollars being for one-off reserve buffer. So that would be a one-off amount. So in normal terms, after the first year, uh, if this grant program were to continue, the yearly operational budget would be around 500,000, uh, would be around $500,000, which can compare to kind of most of the grants programs is quite conservative and quite kind of low, uh, especially, and this is partially uh, justified by uh, the grants committee not being overly large, and then also having time limits on each of the individual roles within uh, uh, within the grants program. And then, yeah, to finally touch on, uh, kind of also in the forum we've detailed variety of KPIs and transparency reporting. So the goal is very quickly after the launch of the grants program, we will have a, a ton of metrics which uh, community members can use to judge the success of the grants program. To name a few, a uh, number of applications uh, inbound, number of grants funded, uh, uh, neutron TBR, especially TBR associated with the grant uh, grants program, uh, users associated with grants program funded projects, TBR associated with grants program uh, program funded project projects, and the extent to which grantees stick to and accomplish their milestones. And this, along with a ton of other KPIs, will be used for uh, the the main data holders accountable and all the operational spend and kind of all the inf information about constant uh, kind of continuous operational spend, we also aim to kind of have that all publicly available uh, in the dashboard. Uh, 
yeah, as in, and, and the goal is alongside accounting, uh, the account- accountability and the dashboard, the on-chain mechanisms and the Borg structure, uh, those things will all hold us significantly more accountable than most other grants programs we've seen thus far. So, and then finally to move into the timeline before I pass it back uh, to kind of open the door to any questions. So if this proposal were to pass and the goal is to get this on-chain proposal up uh, kind of quite shortly in the, in, in the next few days or so. Uh, the first month post uh, on-chain proposal passing, we will finish setting up the necessary legal and technical infrastructure for the grants program and begin onboarding and working with the committee members exactly. Uh, and then in months two to three, we would begin uh, the first initial grants batch and review the first proposals and ultimately fund the first uh, grants. And then following that, we would do a quarterly report every quarter, obviously, uh, and aim to get a grants batch out every month. Uh, and after a year or so, we'll do an annual report, which will allow for the DAO to review our progress and our success, and then make uh, a decision about further steps for the grants program. So I know that's been a lot to take in. Uh, that is my best effort at explaining the Neutron Grants program. I'm sure some people have questions. So uh, yeah, thank you for the time and uh, feel free to ask any questions. Yeah, and, and thanks a lot for, for going into that level of detail about the proposal. It's um, it's not easy. Um, and a lot of things are sort of, you know, better aided with visuals. So just to reiterate to everybody, the um, the the actual discussion proposal is on the forum now and it's linked in the next for people who want want more detail. Um, so, yeah, just um, we will go to community questions in a minute. So if anybody wants to speak, please uh, request to speak. We'll get you up. If you just remain muted when you come up to the platform uh, and raise your hand, we'll, we'll bring you in. Um, so yeah, uh, just while we're waiting for people to potentially come up and ask, ask some questions, does anybody else on the panel have anything to add to what uh, Lamray was was just saying? Yeah, I guess I have a trick question. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a trick question, but I have an interesting question. Like, what, one of the things that would be super interesting is like, what are you guys' motivations in in this, right? Because you're likely going to be dedicate some of the hours in your life to to doing this. So, what what brings you to to consider doing this. Um, yeah, what's it for you guys? Awesome, N nice question. If it, if it feels like an interview question, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, like I think kind of like, I've always been really bullish on uh, kind of like Cosmos consumer chains and just Cosmos in general. I feel a Neutron has a kind of crucial role in kind of growing Cosmos and, and, and growing the industry directly. And I feel, especially when kind of this opportunity is presented to me, I thought kind of, a successful grants program can really help bootstrap usage and the success of a given chain. Like for example, look at the Ethereum Foundation's grants program, which I consider to be one of the better ones, even though the structure is very different. Like they help fund Uniswap, they help fund Starkware and a number of other really important infrastructure and work done in Ethereum, which without that, they wouldn't be where they are today. So and my, my love and my interest in Cosmos, my belief that Neutron can really uh, be a big impetus behind the success of Cosmos, uh, obviously, uh, and my belief that a grant program is a great way to bootstrap interest and success in general is kind of the main reasons why like, I, I'm going to spend a lot of my time uh, on this. Yeah, just to piggyback off what Lonry said, I mean, I honestly couldn't say better myself. I, I'm a very passionate community member of the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, I'm very bullish on I think what the Cosmos hub specifically is doing around shared security. You're kind of seeing these very similar narratives. Uh, really the narratives that I think started in the Cosmos ecosystem start to latch on and, and gain a lot of mindshare in 
the L2 space uh, in the overall Ethereum ecosystem regarding like eigenlayer and app-specific block space um, and, and what have you. And I think, you know, I see Neutron as the launch pad for new app chains eventually throughout the Cosmos ecosystem. I think that there's going to be a lot of synergies between the Cosmos hub and Neutron. Um, and I think, you know, aligning with the whole ethos of, of hub, relative hub minimalism. Um, and I think the hub really needs a, a partner um, and really its own execution environment uh, to work hand in hand to not just grow the Cosmos hub's influence, but um, also I think, again, like I said earlier today, uh, grow a, a really strong pipeline of dev talent and overall community talent. Um, and I think Neutron is really going to be the shelling point for not just AEZ, but the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole. And um, I, I thought it was really wor worth my, my time to, to kind of jump in and really be more of an enabler uh, of that instead of just kind of sitting on the sidelines and watching, you know, potentially some other people do it. I, I just want to really throw my passion and just dedicate my time. Awesome. Thank you, folks. Sorry, guys. Someone's got some terrible background noise. I had to just uh, just mute everybody. Um, just just quickly, uh, I'll unmute everybody now. Uh, just just quickly on the uh, on the reviewers. Um, one question I had was like, do you envisage four full time reviewers from the get go, or do you see it sort of being more gradual and you need their hours more over time? Uh, just to make sure I I I, I got your question right. So you said, as in, do you envision? Uh, that will have four full-time reviewers or kind of like, Sorry, for example, so, work? So, yeah. So will the four reviewers, do you, do you anticipate that it will be like um, 10 hours each from, from the start? Like, yeah, I, I'll be frank. I, I don't 100% know on day one. Kind of a, a lot of it depends on, for example, obviously everyone's individual time constraints and also exactly how much, inbounds we have in week one right as in kind of uh and i i imagine on a week by week basis it'll kind of vary significantly right as in maybe on week one there's a significant amount of inbound and we do some good marketing and then the reviewers also have a lot of spare time in their hands and maybe it could be 10 hours in a week and then maybe for example in december uh, things are a bit kind of more calm so yeah like it, it's hard for me to kind of ascertain exactly what the time commitments will be on a like even on day one for the reviewers, I think kind of having the flexibility of a 10 hour time limit, but kind of within that 10 hour time limit, they can kind of do as much as they want. I, I think is reasonable and kind of obviously, I want to get the reviewers perspective on that, but kind of the idea is to provide some flexibility. And then obviously the grants lead will like make, the grants lead also has to make sure the, the ultimately has to make sure that all the work that needs to be done in a given week is done. Uh, but then the reviewers can be a bit more flexible around that. Okay, I think that's clear. It's just like uh, I think it's, I mean it's kind of good to know that it can be flexible, sort of to the downside where you, you know basically if, if people aren't doing the work, then uh, they don't need to build the the DAO for for the work. So um, okay, cheers for that. Uh, Brian's got his hand up. Uh, just before we go to Brian, um, there is actually one question in the comments uh, from Kleins. So he says, how can we effectively address and minimize selling pressure on the token to ensure it's sustainable growth and utility within the ecosystem? Are there any advantages or mechanisms in place? Um, oh, sorry, are there any strategies or mechanisms in place to incentivize long-term holding and promote token utilization? Yeah, so look, I think kind of, 
I, I, I think I touched on this a, a, a bit before uh, and kind of on, on, on the forum as well. But yeah, as in the goal, at least with, with us, is to kind of for the operational spend of uh, kind of 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 the operational expenses part of the budget is to avoid kind of public markets and kind of to the extent we can do this ODC or kind of in, in private markets. Uh, I, I hope that answers your question. I I feel kind of the, the latter parts are maybe just kind of a bit more general than the scope of the neutron grants program. So I can't necessarily answer that. But then, yeah, as, in, as I've said before, uh, a big part of the grants program's mandate is to provide grants for applications which add value to neutron find find ways to kind of use application of neutron, which I think are just generally positive for the ecosystem in general. Uh, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, thanks for that. And yeah, hopefully uh, clients answers your question. And uh, so we have uh, Brian, Brian's got his hand up. Brian is from Alpha Growth, who also have um, a counter proposal to you guys on the Neutron Forum at the moment. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going? I'm very good, how are hey. you so? Doing well, doing well. So I, I got a couple of questions. I first want to start off like Lonray, like the effort you put in to the proposal, having writing like these proposals myself is is awesome. You guys did a really great job. I think there's a lot of like infrastructure pieces, how you're going to handle like the legalities, uh, the governance and kind of like this board model. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, I do have some major concerns though, however. And I think I think the first, there's a couple set of questions in here. It's like, with the structure that you've laid out, how are you guys going to attract the best dev talent to Neutron to build on Neutron? And the follow-up question to that is like, have you guys ran developer acquisition campaigns in the past? And what worked and what didn't work for you in the past? Yeah, as in kind of awesome. Thank you, Brian, for those questions and, and, and kind of obviously super important. So kind of the first question, just so I I've got it is uh how are we gonna like given our structure how are we gonna kind of like drive dev talent into the neutron grants program for example it, right because like the best the best devs they can build anywhere they can build on ETH, solana who cares they can build on you know on the atom hub itself they, they have lots and lots of choice right so how are you guys going to attract the best talent yeah I, as in good question yeah like and it and it definitely isn't easy and kind of something that we're kind of like constantly trying to work out just because yeah as you've said and one thing i've experienced in previous like similar experiences is the fact that kind of devs can build on kind of neutron uh let's let's build an eth they can build an arbitrum they can build a neutron obviously they're kind of like barriers to entry on building are kind of moving from like one kind of uh one kind of virtual uh virtual machine environment to another is is, is relatively hard uh but kind of it, in either case, it is relatively hard to kind of get people to be sticky. Like, as in, uh, uh, definitely something kind of I still need to continue to work out and get, kind of flesh out. And it is something we will over the next month. But kind of it, the big thing, especially in my mind, is for example, Cosmos has a certain amount of. I got a. You were just breaking up a little bit there, Lamry. Um, <laughs> you were saying Cosmos has a certain amount of. Yeah, like, as in. Sorry, my mom just called me. So like, I, I think it just totally messed up my kind of like a connection. But yeah, as in Cosmos has a certain amount of mind share, a certain amount of intellectual capital and devs within the community as it stands. I kind of, I, I think one big issue is that, for example, especially given the app chain kind of, especially given the, the kind of structure of a lot of Cosmos chains in general, uh, 
it hasn't actually been very easy for devs to build things very easily, right? In terms of, for example, the most popular chains within Cosmos, say, given like a Cosmos hub or Osmosis, uh, either don't have any Cosmosm at all uh, or are commissioned Cosmosm. So there's already been extremely high barriers to entry for Cosmos in general. So kind of, there's two throngs to that. Like, so one is especially uh, doing a lot of outbound in terms of making sure we're at a lot of these conferences, a lot of these hackathons. So for example, a lot of the team already, this is like, you know, maybe a month before the grant program is even live. We were at kind of in Paris, all kind of the relevant kind of conferences at Paris, kind of whether that be modular, whether it be the Nebula Summit and the hackathon to kind of like start the initial outbound of talking to devs, uh, to kind of introduce them to Neutron, explain the kind of like key value problem of Neutron of basically, for example, okay, this is, this is the, this will be very quickly the leading Cosmosm chain within the Cosmos. This is a Cosmos consumer chain, so obviously, uh, kind of is value aligned very closely to uh, the Cosmos hub in general, and also has the extra benefit of you know, as in uh, being especially designed to take advantage of some of the kind of like in, in, interchain kind of like Cosmos mod modules, whether that be kind of like interchain queries or interchain accounts, and so kind of like it's very closely will hopefully allow devs significantly, significantly better than other ecosystems to actually uh, build applications which take advantage of like the interchain in general. Uh, and then and then the second thing is, for example, like as an, I, I guess an ongoing problem is that, for example, uh, the entire universe of crypto devs is, is I, I guess, like relatively small compared to like devs for other things. Like the amount of devs building like, like a random like social media or like SaaS, SaaS app are probably significantly larger than the amount of devs building crypto. The amount of devs building Solidity is, is quite large, larger than any other crypto environment, but still like objectively quite small. Uh, and, 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 and obviously for example, the amount of Cosmosm devs is especially small. So kind of the, the, the other goal is then also to just attract devs to, for example, both crypto, but then specifically to Cosmosm in general. And, and kind of, this is where kind of, having some of the support of like Dan Lynch or, or David Park or kind of like uh, uh, other guys in the space who are on the committee who have kind of a lot of hands-on experience, for example, building dev tooling or building infrastructure that other devs use. Uh, ideally, we're going to fund a lot of kind of, especially dev tooling, a lot of things that allow you devs to build cool applications within within the Cosmos, specifically within uh, Neutron and, and in Cosmosm, uh, which hopefully can like attract a lot more devs than we've seen thus far. And then also very importantly, right, like as attract people that, are going to long-term stay within uh, kind of uh, within the cosmos on, on neutron and not opportunistic devs and that, yeah so i think that's the question and then to the second part so kind of like as in, for my previous grant experience i was previously kind of like on the grants committee for perpetual protocol uh which kind of like very different because it was an application not a kind of l1 uh, but kind of the biggest takeaway from there given my experience is the fact that yeah it is very hard to uh, kind of uh find people that are not opportunistic and that are not kind of committed to many, many different chains, uh, kind of or, or, or do many different projects. And 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 that is a hard problem to solve. Uh, kind of, I think a lot of it is, for example, finding people that already have interest within the cosmos or people that kind of, especially for meeting them in person or kind of having kind of deep building deep relationships with them, especially given the fact that our committee have, a, uh, have their hands in a lot of different pies and kind of are doing a lot of really cool stuff within the cosmos and crypto in general, hopefully is a way to kind of build talent that kind of not just is interested in getting grants, but is also here to stay. And I guess that's also where the retroactive spot part of the grants come, right? Where we incentivize people that have already shown, have been shown to remain in cosmos, that they will remain in cosmos for a long time and that will continue to build on Neutron as they have done before.
Good stuff. Um, just just before uh, Brian jumps back in here, um, just a quick reminder, if you do want to come up and, and ask a question, uh, request to speak, we'll bring you up. But we are kind of running a little bit short on time now. So I think uh, considering how long the space has gone on, we might might give it another 10 minutes or so uh, and then try try to wrap it up. So uh, back over to you again, Brian, if, if you've got to say. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. I think, um, you know, what you guys kind of laid out is like very ambitious. If you kind of break down the proposal that you laid out, it's it's basically a laundry list and a wish list of like everything Cosmos ever wanted. And I, I kind of broke it down to any one different project requests, right? So my my major concern here is like, I feel like it's almost like what gets built on Neutron, I think we can all kind of agree that what gets built on Neutron that users actually want to use may be the most important thing that Neutron can do. And my major concern is like, how can you do that with a part-time team? We we delivered a very similar 80-some projects to Kava. We had full-time of eight people on it for seven months. So what you're saying is we like we don't act, we have an acqu- developer acquisition plan and we're gonna outsource the developer acquisition plan to four part-time people that are gonna work 10 hours a week. Doesn't it seem kind of a, a little bit off, like how little attention the most important thing that could potentially make or break Neutron. I was like, what dApps are built on it? You're going to outsource to a part-time team. That seems very, very kind of like misguided in my opinion. How can you pull this off with one full-time person, 40 hours a week, and another four people like kind of looking at this from time to time? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't especially agree with that framing, kind of like as in, yeah, as in I'm, I'm full-time on this, uh, kind of the rest of the review committee have kind of, already put significant time in, time into this and kind of will continue to uh, kind of, I, I think kind of like, especially like I, I have friends that kind of worked at and kind of led some of the other like successful committees, like for example, the river guys at OGP or, or some of the other stuff where kind of, for example, like I, I think kind of even having like the met, like, and I, I think this is kind of maybe a bit of context about kind of like, obviously your competing proposal where for example, there's a very big emphasis on like, for example, giving out grants per se, like, and as that being one of the main KPIs that people look at, uh, and kind of, yeah, as in, I, I don't think the kind of like objective or kind of the best like barometer to kind of like judge the success of this is, for example, oh, like how how many gr- grants we just give out, or for example, like even the the kind of total amount of hours we spend on this. For example, I think in any given week we have. Like I'm, I'm not kind of worried at all about us spending enough time on this. For example, like my time is not constrained to 40 hours a week. My constraint, my time is constrained to doing the job necessary. And kind of already, the rest of the committee have already spent significant time on this, despite having getting got, got paid nothing. And like despite the fact, multiple of the other committee members are kind of like already committed to other big jobs and are CEOs or co-founders of some of the most important projects in the cosmos. So kind of our goal here is to be as effective as possible. And kind of I think our team is built to be as effective as possible, to be bring us inbound, uh, to, to kind of like partner and kind of work with other teams and the cosmos in general to be as effective as possible. And that be a way to kind of build growth and get developers in, as opposed to, oh yeah, as in kind of, we could have a team of 20 people that kind of like know nothing about cosmos or are relevant and would really struggle to kind of add value in, in any kind of coherent way. So yeah, I, I, as in kind of, I, I'm quite kind of confident in, in our ability to uh, kind of Firstly, kind of like, yeah, as a kind of get inbounds of grants across all our different spectres. Obviously, devs is a big focus of that. And I think we can do that given our time constraints, and no matter what. And then also, more importantly, 
uh, not just kind of bring in devs or bring in any kind of grants, but also bring in the highest quality and the highest function and the most effective grants where, you know, I think it's important for us if we can bring in five grants who kind of really kind of add significant amount of value to Cosmos, I think that's significantly, and Neutron, that's significantly more valuable than bringing in 50 grants, which are all kind of like bottom of the barrel and a lot less valuable. So kind of, yeah, at least that's my perspective. Yeah, I would just follow up is it takes a lot more time than you think it's going to take. I've ran multiple grants programs for different for different chains, and it's a lot more time than a part-time deal. And if I, my shout out here is like, hey, if I was CEO of this chain, I would not be supporting the team that's only going to be working on it part-time and not dedicated to like making it happen. It's a professional business and there's network effects within organizations. We have 2,000 projects that are looking for a place to build and we can bring them to Neutron. So I'll end on that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that, Brian. Um, sorry, I was just uh, stuck on, on mute there for a second. Yeah. Um, as I said before, Brian uh, also has a proposal um, for a, a Neutron Grants Committee on the forum at the moment. You can go and check that out uh, as, alongside the, uh, the the proposal by Lanray and crew. Um, so, um, so yeah, just uh, with, with, uh, with Brian's line of questioning over, we'll go to Robert, who's got his hand up. Hi, everyone. It's nice to chat. Um, thanks for having me up, Lanray. Um, nice to meet you as well. And um, I was kind of looking, I was reading over this proposal a couple of days ago and wanted to say I have a lot to learn from whoever wrote it. So good work. And and I'm looking forward to seeing how this works out and is executed on. Along those lines, uh, some successful grant programs in Cosmos include that of like Atom Accelerator DAO, AA DAO, is a really great example of how we achieve an effective grants program. I'm wondering in what ways, Lanre, have you tried to implement into this program today what the successes of programs in the past in the Cosmos ecosystem have done? Yeah, as in kind of awesome question and kind of like 100% agree, like in terms of when we were kind of working, working out uh, kind of uh, this grants program, which obviously I think I think we started like two to three months ago. I uh, kind of a, a big portion of that was kind of talking to, uh, like, as first looking at kind of what we consider to be some of the more successful kind of programs in Cosmos before us. So kind of say kind of the OGP or kind of AADAR, which I guess is a bit more recent, but like as in kind of still hands and and then kind of even talking to them and kind of working out what goes well and kind of what doesn't go well like yeah and, and i think for example specifically uh some 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 of the t- key takeaways that i took away and kind of uh other committee members feel free to add as well uh is for example exactly what even makes sense to focus on uh kind of and maybe i can contrast this to uh what like as what my experience at Perpetual has been versus like what I've learned from AA DAO and kind of OGP in, in, in the fact, for example, and historically some grant programs have focused on things that aren't very high value. So a content or mar- certain marketing aspects, which are not very high value at all, they add nothing. So, you know, grant that grant programs out there, which fund like, oh, what is the best way to like, like buy neutron or, or some of that effect, which I, I just don't consider like very value add. Uh, and then on the other hand, so for example, some of the stuff that OGP's done really well has been some of the stuff they've done with Skip. So kind of like their kind of like uh, MEV integration, and, and, and like, I may be getting some things wrong, but kind of the MEV integration was initially funded by the OGP and is then like a very significant protocol development that is now kind of like on osmosis and obviously added value and also is like very cutting edge so that has kind of like shaped a lot of our ideas around okay what kind of protocol development can we kind of think about funding and i think a crucial part of that is like 
like I, I guess there's a distinction between okay, is the grant program just going to be like a sideshow of like funding irrelevant things which then never add value, or is the grant program going to be like a ultimately, especially if we do well, uh, like an intrinsic part of the wider neutron ecosystem and funding things as if it's like that. So a lot of the things we're aiming to fund, especially around protocol development, is like okay, things that can help shape what the future of Neutron looks like. And then working out kind of what teams, for example, that generally look at grants or can go to grants, whether that be Skip or whether that be like a Frontier or whether that be the many other researchers in the space uh, that we can kind of start talking to and work on submitting grants to hold, ultimately help improve a Neutron uh, in general. And I guess the second part of the question, I think one of the things like, uh, looking a lot about kind of what the best way to communicates certain things is so for example kind of we're going to be using a batched approach uh, kind of especially a lot of the aspects about accountability and transparency so I, I think both i think the ogp does a very good job of being quite transparent especially in a tech savvy way so for example if you go on their website they have a dashboard with a bunch of kind of all the relevant metrics you can see the operational spend these things are like great and that is kind of the, the main, the basic criteria we're trying to hold ourselves in the, in the long term. Obviously, there's some like technical uplift that is required to get all the dashboards necessary. For example, oh, do you have an index in place which can efficiently get all the relevant neutron blockchain data to track like our, our operating uh, expenses on chain, for example? That stuff is kind of, for example, will take like more than a month to set up in the same way as it did for OGP, but it's what we strive for. And then ultimately, hopefully go a bit further in terms of some of the accountability and transparency mechanisms we kind of look at. So yeah, in 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 general, a lot that we've already learned from some of the Cosmos guys, like kind of we, many members of the team have good relationships with some of the other Cosmos grants programs. We're continually going to be talking to them about kind of things we can learn. And I guess that kind of gets back into the joint funding aspect of things where, where it makes sense to collaborate with other grants programs, other teams, we, we would do that uh, to the extent it makes sense. And then also where we can learn from each other uh, is also ideal. Because yeah, like as, I guess like it gets back to the whole Cosmos vision about like ideally being a bit more positive sum as opposed to kind of negative sum and combative. And so the extent to which different chains and different grant programs can learn from each other uh, is I think value add to the whole of Cosmos and the whole of Neutron. So but yeah, thanks for the question. Yeah, thanks indeed. Uh, hopefully that answers your question, Robert. Um, so I am getting a little bit conscious of time. Um, I think we've, uh, we've probably had enough uh, audience questions for today. Does anybody on the panel have anything else to add? Going to take that as a no. Um, so in that case, then it's probably uh, a pretty good place to to wrap up. Um, just want to say thank you to, to Lamray uh, for taking the time to sort of prep and uh, and talk so extensively about about the plans today. Um, it's really uh, beneficial for everyone, I'm sure. Uh, again, another reminder: you can you can actually check out the full proposal on the uh, the forum right now. Um, and uh, unless anybody's got any final comments, I think we can uh, we can call it a night. Yeah, just one last thing. Like, could you, could we please reiterate on like when we expect the proposal to be like? So it's on the forum right now. Go on and, and leave any feedback you may have got like gotten from this conversation. Uh, but also, like, let's reiterate when when we expect the proposal to be on chain. If there's a a rough idea of when that that'll be. Yeah. So as in kind of, so the aim is like over the next week or so. Hopefully, we I think uh, Lamray's mum may be calling it again. <laughs> oh wow. I was wondering what was happening. <laughs> yeah, as, as, like as in, can you guys hear me again? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's good now. Yeah, yeah, you good yeah. now. Sorry about that. Kind of, I really wish I could just call on Twitter Spaces uh, web instead of Twitter Spaces on my phone and make these issues a lot less pertinent. But yeah, as in, the goal is uh, on-chain proposal in the next week or so. Uh, 
obviously there's a lot of like legal work that we've done uh, at the same time to kind of get the incorporation docs to go. Uh, but yeah, that, the goal is over the next week or so. Uh, and yeah, we'll keep everyone updated uh, on the forums and in the kind of the wider community about kind of like that. Uh, yeah, because we want to get this on chain as quickly as possible to obviously kind of get people to vote and kind of make their decision final as to speak. Awesome. Thank you, folks, for, for your time and for Great. running us through all of that. Um, I hope that was useful. I'm personally psyched. I think you guys have done tremendous work. So let's see how it goes. Yeah, uh, I'd completely reiterate that. Um, and yeah, just to say again, thanks to everyone for, for joining us today. Thanks a lot to the panel. Really nice to meet you. And uh, thanks to Brian and, and Robert for coming up and asking questions. Uh, so as usual, stay tuned to us on all the uh, the usual social media channels. Uh, there will be possibly some big announcements coming out pretty soon. Uh, so we'll see you around the community. And again, thanks a lot to everyone for, for t- attending today. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the birds. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets. Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments. Red down days. Got them acting all bankless. Yo, fam, what? Check these token knocks. They probing this bear, flexing broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom. Over the impossible loss, it's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Fond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds. Flick the cap, yo. The road is highly involved. Flip a coin, diary falls. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy. Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and blunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace. Stacked in non-toxic. Just to get a better place. Smacking on the high. Stage. Like the shit is played for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. Leaks tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the street. Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Sure.
Spaces.